the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kubule Agbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. Happy holiday. It should be a national holiday <laughs> the day after the Super Bowl holiday. Oh, my goodness. This weekend was just a whirlwind for me. Not only Super Bowl, but just there were so many events that we'll recap throughout the show that happened in high school sports. And we had HBU ba- baseball start over the weekend. And then there was University of Hawaii basketball going on of as well. Whew. I need to take a breath. And as I told Alan when I first uh, saw him when he walked in this morning, I'm like, I don't know if like I'm I'm getting what you had or whatever like you know just feeling under the weather or if it's just a a little bit of a lack of sleep and also I was probably yelling for like the last three nights or days slash nights so you have like the um the the sexy voice crew this morning with me. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what whatever is going around and I don't think you got it from me because it's been it's been a while but. I'd I'd venture to say it was because Reiko came out and uh, and uh, I think you had a little bit of fun. Also, the fact that yesterday was the Super Bowl and uh, and but whatever's going around, guys, take care of yourselves because it's 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 gnarly. Like it's it's forever. Like I still don't have my voice. One, it's probably it's still it's still from the the soccer matches we did. And and I was just telling someone yesterday that said they had lost their voice. Oh, my friend, um, you know Harry. Uh, Harry's wife, uh, Harrison Kuroda. Oh, yeah, yeah. His wife, Kellyanne. Um, she was saying she had lost her voice too, and it took her like a couple weeks to get it back <laughs> as well. And and that's kind of what I'm going through. And and, and re- the reality of it is, you know, the older we get, I know you're only 25. Yeah, Alan. Gosh. But but you will get this age one day. The older you get, the longer it takes to recover from anything, whether it's injury, sickness, Man. or like losing your voice. Because I still don't have my voice back, and I feel great. I mean, minus this cough, that won't go away, but that's to be expected. But I, I can't get my voice back for whatever reason. It just will not come back right now. Oh, eh, I always bounce back like a tennis ball. So And like every other day is like, like a tennis ball. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. That was from a movie. <laughs> I, I got it. But <laughs> what I'm telling you, every other day is like, and then hello. Hello. <gasps> It's, usually it's, it's just sleep. That's why I'm like, I think I maybe just need to get like a nap in somewhere. Cause usually after I nap, I feel like a lot better. And then I kind of get back on schedule. But the last, yeah, like the last three days have been just a whirlwind of going to events slash games and parties and the Super Bowl and then waking up early because I'm like doing other work stuff and then going to out to the field. But at least I got, you know, to be outdoors a little bit, head out, headed out to uh, Patsy Ming Central Oahu Regional Park for like the first time in years, I think. Um, but first, Chiefs, baby! Woo! Well, how's Chiefs, that over? The, the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, just edging out the Philadelphia Eagles 38-35. I don't even know where to start with this game. One, I will be completely honest because I, as I, I've said last week, usually we tend to stay home. We got invited to one particular party that the other half was like, I don't mind hanging around those people for wow. Super Bowl. <laughs> it's that's usually why he doesn't like to go to Super Bowl parties because he's very much like in the zone when it comes to watching the the game. But when we got invited to uh, one, he was like, "Nah, I I'll, I'll go, I, I want to hang out with those guys, so we can go to that party." So since we went to a Super Bowl party, I had like less 
chance to really pay attention to the entire game. I mean, obviously you're watching opening kickoff and whatever, which, man, the Eagles looked really solid from the getup. Yes, we'll get to that holding call at the very end of the game. That was a holding call, by the way. But the Eagles looked really solid, and then they just were doing their thing. I mean, but the Chiefs, you never count them out. That's why I'm like... Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are like the new Tom Brady and the Patriots where you just cannot get yourself to ever bet against them. They're just and then you have Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, as like I said with the Patriots when Tom Brady was there, you had Bill Belichick. They're just a team that you never count out and you can never just go against them. And sure enough, they overcame a 10-point deficit at halftime to beat the Eagles and teams that trailed by 10 or more points at halftime are now 2 and 26 in the Super Bowl. 2. So that's only the second win and I'm pretty sure it's easy for everyone to guess what was the other one it happened recently. It was the one oh, where the, the Falcons. The Falcons, yeah. So that was the only other, again and that was Tom Brady. So it was Tom Brady and the Patriots and like I made my point like 30 seconds ago before I even like realized with this stat it's like wait a minute but that's what I mean the Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs you just can never go against them so 2 and 26 when a team trailed by 10 or more points at halftime in the Super Bowl so it doesn't happen often <laughs> and the scary part too was that you know I and I was watching portions of the game that I was like really paying attention the whole time and not, you know, not chit-chatting with some of the party guests or whatnot was that second quarter where Patrick Mahomes clearly re-injured his right ankle. He got tackled and I forget who it was that made the tackle on him, but kind of like grabbed his ankle and or like his foot making the tackle. And, you know, if your ankle's not healthy already and then you kind of get a little tug on it, especially going at that speed. You could see the pain in his face and all I was wearing my Patrick Mahomes jersey, by the way. And I was just like, oh, no, this is really happening, isn't it? Here we go. Not going to be the best Super Bowl now if Patrick Mahomes is out. But nonetheless, that's what they did. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Dry throat now. (laughs) But Jalen Hurts on the other side, to his credit, looked really, really good. But Mahomes does it again, voted Super Bowl MVP, adding to his regular season MVP award, which I'm still eh, debatable if he should have won. But it's the second time he's won the Super Bowl MVP, went 21 of 27, passing for 182 yards with three touchdown passes and 44 rushing yards on six attempts. I think the biggest thing, and they talked about this on the Lombardi line, the show that uh, comes before us, but just the fact that the Chiefs offensive line was able to protect him that well but also the fact that on the Eagles side they weren't even allowed to like get to Patrick Mahomes where this whole season part of the reason why they've been doing so well is because their defense their defensive line and their offensive line too but it's just the Chiefs were doing that much better yeah as as I only got to watch the second half uh, I had daddy duties the first half Uh, so I got to watch a lot of princess movies but the second half that's what that's kind of one of like one of the things I noticed I was like the Chiefs offensive line was just having a day. Like, you want to talk about Super Bowl MVP, it's that whole line. That whole line did its job. Protect a not 100% Mahomes to the best of their ability, and they did it, and then some. So I thought they were spectacular. Um, and and also, another thing for me in the, in the Super Bowl when it comes to the Chiefs was just the fact that they had this moxie about them. They weren't too, like, even when they were down, 
It was. It wasn't kind of like they were, they were never in panic mode. Mahomes didn't try to do too much. Kind of like nope. what he said in the pregame. He was just gonna let his teammates do his teammate kind things, and and they were gonna go from there. And um, and and, and that's what it looked like, and it really showed. But I think it also helps because of that that old line and and the 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 fact that the 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 Eagles couldn't get any pressure on him whatsoever because I think you put a little bit of pressure on Mahomes during that game it's a different story especially in that second half especially on a bum ankle and so the the Eagles a had bum we look and at, well at the second quarter it, it looked, looked like bad. it was bad like his face was cringing he was limping off thought the game was over I and then I was joking when that happened I was like yeah, put in Chad Henney, and Chad Henney's going to win the game and get MVP. Like, imagine that's something you never had on your bingo card going into the Super Bowl is Chad Henney's going to lead the Chiefs to a Super Bowl victory and then get MVP. How wild would that have been? Like, that would have been so crazy. I mean, he did. When Patrick Mahomes was out, he did score a touchdown, the 99-yard touchdown drive. But um, that would have been interesting had that had happened. But the Eagles, their defense just failed to meet the expectation, which is why part of this is part of the reason why, you know, I was kind of thinking that the game was going to be under, even though it was way over that 50 or 51 and a half, because I thought the Eagles' defense... And throughout the season, they were. They were the best, really, throughout the time. But they didn't force a single turnover and didn't record a sack, where they led the NFL in sacks this season. So the lack of that finishing on the pass rush, especially, like I said, on a Patrick Mahomes, who was clearly not 100%. Because, I mean, let's face it, when Patrick Mahomes is 100% and he scrambles as freely and easily as he does, it's hard to take the kid down. But... Just the fact that the Eagles couldn't do anything, which is why that was, like I said, going into my thought that the game was going to be under. But also, this is one stat that I was um, kind of surprised with, and I didn't even realize this, is that their failure in the red zone defense and it all falling apart. So the Chiefs scored touchdowns on four red zone trips before that game-winning field goal, and the Eagles ranked number 11 in the NFL in red zone defense during the regular season, limiting opponents to touchdowns on 52.7% of the trips. Those are the four-point plays, the difference between a touchdown and a field goal, and the points that mattered in this type of one-possession game. So that's why I was kind of on the point total portion. I was thinking under because I thought there would have been more stops in this game. But... Like I said, I never act for the game itself, never go against Patrick Mahomes, and I will not ever go against Patrick Mahomes. The time Pat Pat Mahomes lost the Super Bowl was to Tom Brady. So it's just, that's the weird passing of the torch is, all right, Tom Brady's done, but then now you have this other solid quarterback and a solid team, solid coaching staff, and yeah, note to self, never go. And the public was all, was all over the Eagles, all over the Eagles' money line. And to be fair, this game could have gone either way. That holding call at the very end was holding. So I know people are kind of freaking out. But James Bradbury in the postgame interview. I love it. He said it was a hold. So they called it. So by the rules, it was clearly a hold. There were some replay angles that made it seem lesser than it was. But there are also some other angles that, yeah, it was clearly a hold. The referee, you know, sometimes, I mean, the ref, we, we complain, right, when the ref, like, 
doesn't do a certain call. We and it, celebrate that he got it right. Yeah, he got it completely right. It was, and then people are like, "Well, he shouldn't have called it in that moment." His job is to call penalties. Like that's what exactly what he did. He won't be welcome in Philadelphia anytime soon. I don't. But he did his job. I don't know. I I think James Bradbury Bradbury by by stepping up and manning up to it. I I think takes a lot of pressure off the rest. Yeah, people aren't happy because you want your team to win. But when he comes out and he says, I was hoping he would let it go. But of course, he's a ref. It was a big game. He's admitting it was a hold. I, I can respect that because mm-hmm. most people would use that as a shield to, say, to try to hide from their mistake and be like, oh, no, the ref, that was not a hold. The ref shouldn't have called that. But he came out and he said it. So I think that takes a little heat off the ref because by his own admission, it's a hold. I, I understand what people are saying. It's a big game. Let them play at that moment. Was it egregious enough to, to warrant a penalty? Um, you know, that, that's all, of course, uh, 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 sub- that's sub- subject to interpretation of the rules, right? And, and, I, and I think at that moment, yeah, you would like to see it let go. But at the same time, you don't call that. And James Bradbury comes out and says it was a hold. Now, could you imagine what that does? Because now it's the Eagles winning that game and not the the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Well, we don't know. Well, you don't know, of course. Because it was still relative. And that's the thing, right? Philly fans are getting all upset. But, you know, must we remind you that the ball started as a touchback on that kickoff on that drive. And when the hold happened, it was third and eight at the Philly 15. So Kansas City was still all able to make it all the way down the field to the Philadelphia 15, where they could have, you know, had it not been called and it would have been you know got fourth down they would have kicked the field goal and it would have been a little further but they you know and that it could have gone in or not gone in but it would have they still would have been able to kick a field goal like it wasn't a substantial you know like spot of the foul type of ball placement it would they would have been able to kick the field goal if it gone in they still would have been up three but the big difference is of course that because they got that new set of downs they were able to whine and run down the clock all the way down which Smart by McKinnon, though, that he went down where he could have ran into the end zone. He went down to like that's such good awareness by the player and would not be able to give Philadelphia over like a minute and a half on the clock. But ooh, up against up against our clock. We'll be back to continue this conversation on Wake Up in the Den. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kule Agbayani, Alan Mia on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM, AM 760, and com. Recapping Super Bowl 57, Chiefs come out on top, 38-35, but before the break, we were talking specifically about the holding call on James Bradbury. If you missed it, basically, there was that hold at the at the very, or kind of at the very end of the game that changed the ending significantly because the Kansas City Chiefs got a new set of downs and were able to run the clock all the way down to eight seconds by the time Harrison Butker kicked and made the field goal. One, it was a closer field goal, and two, it was just at that time, Eagles couldn't do much with eight seconds, but like I said, I don't think it changed. It's all this shoulda, coulda, woulda. Um, the thing for the ref 
is that it, if you see the video, it was a hold. He made the right call, but also James Bradbury and Alan mentioned too that props to him for for owning it and saying that he did hold. It was a hold, uh, and they called it. He hoped that they wouldn't, but we can't justify when to call and not call. You know, games. It's not like it's not like an MMA where you're like, should it have been a stoppage or should it have not been a stoppage? Like in this type of big of a fight, you can't choose or to choose when to call certain things like that. It was a penalty, new set of downs, and he shouldn't have. And you can see the look on his face. He he does full, take full responsibility because he knows how significant that was. He's kind of just, you know, looking down and um, just... But I agree with you, Alan. I mean, kudos to him that he was able to step up and admit it. I know I know Eagles fans will still be like, it shouldn't have been called. Well, he'll get hate mail also from Philly fans because Philly fans are brutal. Yeah. But I I just I respect it so much because so many players like LeBron James, not not naming names, (laughs) would would, would hide behind the ref on that moment and, and not own up to their own mistakes and be like, you know what? I screwed up. No, it was the ref's fault. The ref shouldn't have called that. That wasn't all. And, and I just think nowadays it's so rare to see a player do that and be like, you know what? That's on me, guys. I'll take full responsibility for that. So, I don't know. James Bradbury, you just became one of my favorite players just for that 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 moment in time. Yeah, and there's all kinds of things, like I said, we, we talked about earlier. If you, if you missed our, our breakdown of most of the game, obviously you can wa- you listen to it on demand at hawaiisportsradio.com or wherever you get most podcasts. <laughs> but looking at next year, but... Who are the odds favorites? Before we go there, can okay. I just say one last thing on the Super Bowl yes. for me? At the end of the game, what was your – as soon as the 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 horn – I guess there's no horn in football. As soon as the last whistle went off, time expired, what was your first thought after the at the end of the Super Bowl? Oh, I was screaming my head off because winner, winner, chicken dinner. So I was like screaming my right. head off. I was like ah. – and that's why I'm like, I don't know if this is a mix of something going around or it's just me yelling my head off the last three days that I just have the scratchiest throat ever. But, yeah, I was probably the loudest yesterday. And, yeah, it was can, it was a good time. Can I can I share what I what my first thought of was yeah. as soon as the, the final whistle? Somebody hire that man as your head coach. And I'm talking about Eric Bieniemy. Somebody, please, for the love of the man upstairs, Hire that man. You he know, he was, deserves it. I was thinking about But that. I don't know if he'll be a great head coach. Don't get me wrong. But he's earned that right. And I think it's time for these NFL teams to step up to the plate and give him his chance and stop ducking him. I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking about this the other day. I know he did do interviews last season, but I haven't heard of him doing any other interviews this season. Well, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't think he has because of the, the, the run yet. Yeah, I think, but sometimes they'll still do interviews, but and sometimes like teams will wait. But I was thinking about this the other day. I mean, maybe you know, obviously he does have aspirations to be a head coach, but sometimes things can change within a year. And I was like, you know, because say like one of the jobs that was open was the Houston Texans. I mean, why in I'm not going why, there. exactly like why in the world would you even want to apply to somewhere that you are going to have to seriously rebuild like and have that like, and you probably get seasons. fired in a year because they're on a streak of firing. Yeah, a coach you don't want to work for that organization. So I'm just, like here thinking if if you're Eric B. Enemy, there's like, only a few. And you're like, you know what? What if I just. This is like for now, anyways. Like I would when you, when you look I would at the stay job or openings, go to a college head coach, like a big D one program. Yeah, that can be more stressful too, though. 
Could be, but you want to you want to start proving yourself as a head coach. But see what I mean. What, so what I, the point I'm trying to get at is sometimes like people like okay in radio right like I don't aspire to be considered like a general manager of a sports station like that's just not what I, I want. don't know that's not what she was telling me off air <laughs> boss Whatever. man no 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 like <laughs> I would gladly have like well it depends who the general manager is that if we what if and when we get we grow that big who we would have but like I don't aspire to put that next to like my name and be like I'm the general manager and like be all you know hi maka maka and just want that t- job title and want that, that like I like where I am now like you have responsibilities for some things and you're you're putting yourself you're working really hard to to build and and win but then like sometimes and that's maybe five years ago I would have been like yeah I want to like be like the top but you know things change after a while and so I was that's why I was thinking with Eric Bienemy like what if he's like he looks around and he's like this is the best organization. What if and, the Rams come calling? And Andy Reid, I mean, he seems like he could retire pretty soon. So imagine if you're already set up to win, you have your quarterback of the future, even if Andy Reid doesn't retire for another two, three years. Andy Reid's not going anywhere. I'll tell you why. He's got some legal fees he has to pay for for his son. <laughs> but I'm just saying two, three years, like, which is what we thought was going to happen in New England with Josh McDaniels and of course obviously he's not turning into a great head coach right now in Las Vegas but the 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 thought was Josh McDaniels would have kind of taken over for Bill Belichick if and when he chose to retire but he couldn't wait and went and did his own thing which is fine but if you're Eric Bieniemy you have your franchise quarterback of the future and you're like you know what maybe they've had discussions and Andy Reid's like, I'm going to retire, and or if I don't, then maybe you want to go and find your head coaching job, or you go and find a head coaching job of a team that you're already, yeah, you're, you're not going to the Houston Texans. So a head coaching job that might be worth it, where he would go. And like then, the Rams. Yeah. Or the Raiders are going to need a head coach next year also. Yeah, so like maybe I'm he's I'm just either, throwing it out there, yeah. Josh McDaniels, you suck. <laughs> he's maybe either, well... Might look good if Aaron Rodgers decides to go there. So Aaron's might save, not going to, like, might save his job. Um, we'll find out after his uh, darkness retreat or whatever he wants Las to Vegas call it. ain't a place with it. It's like the LeBron James of the NFL. Like it just annoys me with his behavior all the time. Like, go on I my darkness retreat. I can't stand what? you. <laughs> like you're so good. I like what Paul said on Friday. You're telling me he's paying. Oh yeah, for torture. For torture. Yeah, that cracked me yeah. up. But no, but you know what I'm saying? Like Eric Bieniemy, when I think about it, if you're in the perfect situation with the best quarterback, Hall of Famer, like clearly already, and why would you want to go and like, I mean, unless, yeah, you could, if, if that's if that's what you're passionate about, if you are passionate about completely rebuilding a team from the ground up, then fine. But if you're passionate about being part of a winning team and a winning franchise and a what seems to be a really great organization in Kansas City, why would you want to go anywhere else if you could essentially take over the reins or you just be patient until, right, until the a better coaching, head coaching opportunity comes your way and you're not just going to take the first and only, like, head coaching job that's open. Like, why would you suggest, after you won, you like, a couple of Super Bowls, you have this team. That's where I'm saying, like, why would I want to go if I have, like, a built team and winning, and winning is important to me? Why in the world would I want to go anywhere else just That's to simply— That's been a question for a lot of <laughs> coordinators who have left great yeah. situations 
to go take on head coaching jobs just to fail. Uh, yeah, and it turns out it wasn't the best decision for many of them. So maybe Eric Bieniemy, being the genius that he is, is like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to be a little more patient this time around. Because he did, I, I got to look back because I didn't get to look it up this time around. And it escapes me which particular jobs were open last year well, and which ones he applied for. But maybe last year was the year like he's like, oh, okay. You know, I, I can see myself head coach, being a head coach at the, these certain teams. But no, maybe you just, yeah, like I said, maybe they went out for some cheeseburgers, him it and was, Andy Reid, and decided like, dude, I'm going to retire in a couple of years. Like, you can stay and take over. And I always love that when the head coach is like, you can stay and take over when I retire. Because the head coach acts like that's his choice to make when he retires. Well, no, it's like he's I. Well, but if you're the Chiefs, I feel like it's kind of. I know, like I know, you know, no, I get it, <laughs> I, I get it. But what I'm saying is, always head coaches act like they have that say. It's the owners, the GMs that have the say of who's going to be the next head yeah. coach, no matter what. And and for whatever reason, I, I don't know why you wouldn't want Eric Bieniemy uh, to follow in the footsteps of Andy Reid. But again, at the end of the day, that, that's to say, like, what happens if the GM is no longer there and then it's a different GM? He might not want Eric Bieniemy, so you can't always rest on that. You know what I'm saying? Okay, now, it's, you're it's just, over, now you're over-speculating, It's what if, it's what if scenarios. I get it. That's what I'm saying. Like, go get yours now. I'm just saying he deserves that shot. That man is bad. Like, yeah. and bad as in good. <laughs> I'm a huge Eric Bieniemy fan. I've always been. Um, I, I think honestly he should be a head coach in college. I think he would be phenomenal and I think he would make a lot more money because I think he would do great with the kids and the talent. I just think it's like, especially these days though, there's so much well, more to ego navigate. Thing. Yeah, I know. It's, well, no, it's, you got to deal with like the NIL and now you got to deal with, yeah, well, not only. Well, that coaches. makes it more like an NFL. To me, that makes it more like NFL in that standpoint because now you deal with the egos on that side that standpoint but I, I just think a lot of these guys want to stick in the nfl because of their egos right but i'm i'm just thinking being in the college ranks ain't too bad also i'm i'm just throwing it out there i'm just saying if i were eric b enemy i would just enjoy my time in kansas city but again i'm not that i'm just not that way where i'm like oh i want to be the head coach and chase after one the prestige of being a head coach and two obviously it's going to be a little more money i kind of i like to win i like being part of a good organization and a winning environment so that's where i'm like eh you know if he's cool with being there but you know at the end of the day you're 100% right he does if he applies he does finally deserve some kind of chance to for like to prove himself if that is in fact he wants to do but i'm just saying i'm not surprised had you know this hiring cycle goes through and he's like meh I'm cool for this year. Maybe I'll think about it next year if there's a, like, yeah, if Las Vegas opens up or something. Uh, we'll be back. Talk about the futures and the Super Bowl. Next stop, Las Vegas. Rams, baby. <laughs> we'll be back on Wake Up in the Den.
Welcome back to all of you, the beautifulest of all the beautiful people. Let's wake up in the den. Kule Agbayani, Alamia. Hope you guys are enjoying your Monday so far. Hope you're not a little or not too um, tired and exhausted for those of you that enjoyed the Super Bowl yesterday and went to your Super Bowl parties. But I mean, I know there's a lot of people that just enjoyed a relaxing day and probably empty beaches, empty surf spots, empty mall, uh, movie theaters. So if you like yesterday was the best day to go out and do things pretty much anywhere else if you were a non-football fan because it was just empty. Then so I've heard like things just slow down. Nobody goes anywhere except to their stay home to watch the game or to parties and whatnot. But hope everyone has had a fabulous weekend, no matter what you did. And mahalo for tuning in to us this and every morning at 8 a.m. or any of our programming, which, by the way, later on today, we do have Hawaii Pacific University men's and women's basketball versus Fresno Pacific. It is their senior night, so it is our final uh, HPU basketball broadcast of this calendar, or I guess, yeah, I guess this calendar year because technically, no, nope, this year, <laughs> this um, sports year, because we'll have it again towards the ending of next year. But Either way, hope you guys had a great weekend because there was a lot going on. Uh, last thing is before we took the break, we kind of got sidetracked talking about uh, Eric Bieniemy and where he's going to end up. So just to recap, though, like I said, there aren't that great openings. So some of the ones that have or have hired are the that had vacancies were the Carolina Panthers who hired Frank Reich, um, and then the Denver Broncos who had hired Sean Payton, the vacant, and then the Houston Texans where I don't know why you would go there who hired. Uh, 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans, which he should have gone anywhere else but there. I would not want to coach there. That, uh, but uh, you know what? Talk about proving yourself. If you can turn Houston around, then by far you deserve to be a head coach if you can work with that organization and the lack of any type of talent that they have there in Houston. So, But the current vacancies, and look, this is a significant one as the Super Bowl was in Arizona. The Arizona Cardinals still have a job opening, so maybe Eric Bieniemy. I mean, because they That's have cra- a decent team. That's you know, crazy that bad. they made a coaching change already after one year removed from the from a great year. I, I mean, I, no, I thought it was. I, yeah, it's kind of quick, but I mean, that was a quick trigger. But the fact that Houston, like, basically didn't even give their previous coach a chance to rebuild. That's true too. Like, you're like, what? How did you fight? Like, you guys are already set up to fail with no quarterback, and you're going to already make this change. That's true. But so Arizona still has the vacancies, but. If I look through the list, no interviews for Eric Bieniemy. The other one, the Indianapolis Colts, is an opening. Uh, coach interviews was with one was with Eric Bieniemy. Now that we look on here, this is all on NFL.com, and that's actually just that. It's just the Colts and the Cardinals. So maybe he will. The Colts wouldn't be too bad to kind of start your head coaching career. I don't think Arizona would be either. Yeah. I don't, know if you, of, I, but I don't know if you'll go to Arizona knowing that that filter sucks. I know. Gosh. Well, it's weird because it was grass, right? Like they they, reeled it, they wheeled it out to get sun and they wheeled it back in. But I guess if you obviously on real grass because these guys are so used to playing on turf. But if you play on grass, there was that's another issue with the Super Bowl is that it was slippery for a lot of the players yesterday. Especially um, the kickers. You see he almost. Oh, yeah. He totally ankle? gribbled. Oh. Yeah. So it was that's something they need to revisit and but it's weird because there was all this issue right like about needing like real grass real grass and turf is causing all these knee injuries and then, <coughs> here's the thing about turf and then they get new or grass and it didn't work 
Turf is not safe. Wet grass is not safe. Nothing is safe for the players because they're so athletic and there's so much torque on their body. So here, the reality of it is, if if <laughs> I hate saying it this way, but like if your ligament's gonna go, it's gonna go regardless. And the reality of it is because these guys are so athletic and they put so much torque on their bodies, sometimes they just can't handle it anymore. Whether it's turf or grass, it's it's gonna be one and the same. Yeah, grass is a little bit more forgiving on it. But if it's wet and soggy like it was somehow, and it's soft, then I'd rather much be on turf so you don't slip as much because, you know, you step in like a nice little soft mud patch and then your your whole leg's going. It also just depends on yeah, the shoes. It turns and the, on the, the cut too. Yeah, it's the cleats you wear because when I they can go longer studs. Yeah, when I used to, when for soccer players, like you have the options. Like I had a boot that you could change out the studs based on the type of uh, surface you were playing on. They had the longer ones for when you played on grass, or not necessarily, or if you knew it was a little more wet or whatnot, or the softer. But and then you had for turf, so you can easily do that as well. They have that option. They they can wear different cleats for different scenarios but that's what how it is anyways i don't want to dive down that rabbit hole of cleats and sorry stuff. odds 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 futures futures looking at the futures. futures so the big game up next is las vegas at allegiance stadium uh if you i would suggest That'd actually booking your hotel now <laughs> like you just i mean i'm sure all the hotels are have already started increasing their prices but clearly depending on what teams end up in the super bowl which it could like very much likely be san francisco which that would be huge for all of our niner fans that live here and love las vegas so if you're a niner fan i they would probably have a no cancellation fee though if vegas was smart because usually you can book the hotels cancel like within 48 hours or whatever for free but heck if you get a good deal you might as well just do it and maybe even just go book everything now just it's already in Vegas and it's crazy because this year was the first year that it was the Super Bowl was held in a state that had legal sports betting and lo and behold it's going to the capital of gambling the entertainment capital of the world in Allegiant Stadium next year and I heard this is why I said book your rooms now is that on our VEASAN programming yesterday leading up to the game I don't know who was on but it was someone that it sounded like Mike Mike Palm at Circa but or somebody from Vegas, but basically they were saying that they were already selling sweets for that week slash weekend of Super Bowl, and they, the price tag is $2 million. Oh, that's it? Yep. Oh, easy. Yeah. It's a suite. If we all pitch in, we can get a suite. Bruh. Yeah. Easy peasies. <laughs> so that's kind of the price point. So again, 49er fans, I'm looking at you because there is a big shot. Of course, you know, the, but then again, you got to pass the Bears, so <laughs> the Bears are on the clock <laughs> This is where that's the right. Begins. The bears are, the bears on, are on the clock. The clock. So that's funny because all right. So looking at the future odds for the Super Bowl itself, the Kansas City Chiefs, no surprise there, are the favorite at six to one via DraftKings uh, odds. The surprise to me though is that the Eagles aren't even like the second favorite, considering how well they looked keeping up with the Chiefs. They're all the way at nine to one. Those aren't bad odds. Yeah, but behind the Chiefs are. The Buffalo Bills still, where I firmly believe, again, I think they, their time think is missed, over. Yeah, they missed their window. Their time is over. It was a two-year window yeah. that came and went. <laughs> thanks thanks to Brian Dayball, that's why. But So the Buffalo Bills are the second favorite at 7-1, to one, and here you go. The San Francisco 49ers are there at 8-1 to one odds. And followed by the Cincinnati Bengals and the Eagles at nine to one, and then 
clear drop off after that is the Dallas Cowboys. Hey yo, at fourteen to one, LA Chargers. Sorry, Alan. LA uh, Rams are way down there at thirty-five to one. If you want to live dangerously, Ooh, that's not a bad. <laughs> hey, they're not a bad team though to pick because they're a couple pieces away. Yeah, but they just don't have the pieces to make those trades to get those pieces. If that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. So the Chargers are there at twenty-two to one, which isn't bad either. But again, 49er fans, looking at you. This is the time if you, if you want to go to the Super Bowl. And what, what a perfect way to bet is you're betting on your team to be in Las Vegas, of all places, to start booking your stuff now. And Because I really – there were only a quarterback away. If Brock Purdy didn't go down, like, we could have had a very different outcome. And Brock Purdy, though, I think will miss, like, the first a good portion of the season, even though San Francisco had committed to him as their quarterback – they he's gonna miss some of it because what is it Tommy John surgery? So how long does that no. keep you out for, Alan? Uh, about a year. Yeah. So and this was before, so he's gonna miss a good a significant portion yeah. of. But hopefully about a year, and that's that's praying that it comes back at all. That's true. So they're only, but they're only a quarterback away from really winning. They're such a good team. Their defense is like probably yeah, the best, and I'm yeah. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. You're welcome, Niner fans, that they're going to take that uh, time. But the one significant thing about the Bears being on the clock, and I talk about quarterbacks, is that there are still quarterbacks that are favored to be taken in the draft, even though the Bears are at number one. So what does that mean? Uh-oh. Discuss that next on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. We're going to jump on the reggae train. We're gonna ride it till we go insane. We're gonna jump on the rig. Welcome back to train. Wake Up in the Den. Kuule Agbayani Alan Mia. Happy Monday. Hope everyone had a good weekend. All right, now we were talking about just the Super Bowl, recapping everything that happened, looking at some of the future odds. Now, switching over to another set of future odds. Now, this focus in the NFL, anyways, shifts to the 2023 NFL Draft, and the Chicago the Chicago Bears are on the clock. And the Bears, quite frankly, don't need a quarterback. I'm a believer that Justin Fields would need significant help, especially on the offensive line, and that's what their target. And then they traded away some of their defensive players, so they need help in everywhere. But the quarterback position, although if you want to be stingy, then you can get another quarterback. So if you look at the odds, though, of the future odds of the NFL draft, you have three quarterbacks at the as the favorites to be drafted with the number one overall pick, which, again, the Chicago Bears hold. But of a lot of the teams, they don't need a quarterback this year, especially if it's someone like Bryce Young right now is the favorite at minus 130. C.J. Stroud, another quarterback, is the favorite at plus 250. Will Levis, who is the quarterback at Kentucky, is the other favorite at 5-1. Again, this is the number one overall draft pick coming up in this year's draft. And Jalen Carter is finally the non quarterback which should probably be at plus 650 he would be someone that if the Bears were to hold on to their pick he's the defensive tackle from Georgia would be one that that's clearly saying that the Bears there would be indication and these odds would switch if the Bears are hold, keeping and holding on to their number one overall pick, but there's been a lot of talk, and I think they should kind of essentially draft day somebody and trade behind. There have been 
I think the most significant rumors have been the Indianapolis Colts. So at least the Bears just trade back a few spots where they can very much get a player that they need and then some. And the Colts are in clear need of a quarterback, but also picking second are the Houston Texans who also need a quarterback. And as we mentioned earlier, have a head coach. So that's the crazy thing. The three teams that are behind the Chicago Bears all are going to have new head coaches. Now, the head coach doesn't necessarily make the pick, but they do tend to have a say. So behind the Bears in the draft would be the Houston Texans and followed by the Arizona Cardinals, who don't have a head coach yet, and the Indianapolis coach, as we mentioned earlier. But when I talked about the 49ers, for all my 49er fans, and needing a quarterback because Brock Purdy will not be healthy, Trey Lance, I'm not sure what they're going to do with that. But the 49ers do not have a first-round pick, so kind of the hopes and dreams for getting a significant pick at quarterback unless you were shooting for a good backup and you score somewhere down the line. Uh, But their biggest needs, at least immediate needs, because they still do have Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, but not knowing when either will really be healthy. As they said, they're going with Brock Purdy, but he's not healthy, and we'll see how Trey Lance plays. But their biggest needs for the 49ers are at offensive and defensive lines and at DB. So they don't need a whole lot. As we said, I think they're going to be, if they can have an ideal quarterback situation and a quarterback that will stay healthy, I would expect them to you know, be somewhere up there making another run to the Super Bowl. So if you missed my segment earlier for 49er fan, I would suggest booking your hotel, flight, everything already for next year's Super Bowl in Las Vegas because you guys know you're going to have a good old time. And you know and you know what? Even if the 49ers don't make it, it's a Super Bowl in Las Vegas. I mean, can we get any ideal scenario for us Hawaii people is to be in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl when the actual Super Bowl is happening because it's already fun like being in Vegas for the weekend when it's the Super Bowl itself isn't in Las Vegas I can only imagine how crazy and bananas and awesome it's going to be when you know the super the actual big game itself is in the entertainment capital of the world we expect nothing less Maybe I shouldn't have given advice for everyone to book because now I, I didn't even book myself yet. So I shouldn't have said that. Dang it, Kool-Aid. Just gave away the best kept secret of everything. So you're welcome if you listen to the show and you're going to take my advice and start booking for the Super Bowl next year because it's, as the young kids would say, it, it's going to be lit or fire, whatever they say these days. I don't know. <laughs> I'm only 25, but I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the young kids say these days. <laughs> even though I'm a young kid myself, right? Right. But I hope everyone had a good Super Bowl and enjoyed their time. I think one thing, man, we didn't even get to touch on everything else that happened for the weekend because there were just so many things to dissect with the big game and looking at the future in the NFL. A couple of, I guess, the major thing, and there's been, you know, mixed reviews, but that's music. That's performance. We talk about it all the time, even with podcasts and talk radio, you know, it's all... It's all subjective. It's it's art. So I know a lot of people were, you guys know I was excited about Rihanna uh, re- making her return to the stage after how many years. And I know a lot of people were like, oh, that performance was kind of blah. But homegirl was pregnant. That was the big surprise. I think I went down a rabbit hole 
yesterday morning of Megan. It started with actress Megan Fox posting something and uh, it her and Machine Gun Kelly, who's like a musical artist. It started with a post about them breaking up and it ended with Eminem possibly being the potential guest that has been speculated to be on with Rihanna. And so all of this speculation, everyone's trying to guess the set list and who her special guest will be. Turns out her special guest was her child or her unborn child and she was pregnant. I mean, that's so crazy. That was not anything anybody was expecting. Uh, So I think she did her thing considering that she was, I would assume, I haven't really read on how far along is she, but based on how she looked, I'm assuming at least like five months or so. Um, And that would probably fall in line with about the time where she agreed to do the Super Bowl itself. So she in she gave birth in May and she had committed to do the Super Bowl in August, I believe, because when she was, did an interview, she said she was three months postpartum when she agreed to do the Super Bowl. So that would leave us in August, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. So six months. So around that time is kind of like assuming how she looked is when it happened and I think like I said I think she did her thing considering like you can't and she's never really been like a dancer she's never been your Beyonce who's going to dance the whole time um she's more of but hit after hit she sang I think our biggest surprise we had like a um we had kind of a fun wager between myself and AC yesterday about guessing what her opening song will be and we were both wrong (laughs) um AC, oh shoot, what did he guess? I forget what he guessed, but I thought she would start off with her new track from uh, Wakanda Forever and then kick it back to all the old school stuff. But of all songs, she started with uh, Better Have My Money, which was kind of, it was a funny um, start and I had to repost a video that I did with one of my best friends who was there for the Super Bowl as she was part of planning the all-female flyover for the national anthem. So she was actually in town. So all of that stuff combined because when I went to go visit her in Washington, D.C., um, <laughs> we were at this bar that overlooks the U.S. Treasury and and the DJ at that bar started playing uh, Better Have My Money by Rihanna. And then we were like doing a little selfie video singing the song, U.S. Treasury, Better Have My Money. <laughs> so that's what that video means. If anyone follows me on Instagram that I reposted again, I just thought like the irony of that being Rihanna's first song. And then my bestie is in Arizona for the Super Bowl and it all just tying together. And lo and behold, though, that special guest that was speculated because she did sing songs that she had collaborated with other artists like Jay-Z, but nobody else appeared on stage. So she, she rocked it. <laughs> she had walked in with Jay-Z too, I think, uh, under the field. Oh, yeah. So everyone so that thought- was like speculation during the pregame. I think maybe about like a, an hour before kickoff, they they showed a video of her walking in with Jay Z, which was kind of weird. But well, Jay Z discovered mean, he, her. Yeah, I mean, I think he represents too, right? Yeah, yeah. And, but and he so, like he's he pretty much. But like I didn't see Beyonce. But I want to say this because I didn't see Beyonce there, and I'm thinking like I would imagine if he's at the Super Bowl, Beyonce somewhere around, and usually they're Maybe. side by side. Eh. But anyway, so yeah, so Rihanna and, and Jay Z walk in again, and, and and so people started to think like, or at least me, I would say like, oh. Is she going to do a song with, with Jay-Z somehow? Yeah, I mean, because she has quite a few. And that's what the originally, and again, until I went down that rabbit hole that led from one Instagram post to another, I thought, oh, Eminem, because Love the Way You Lie is and Love the Way You Lie Part 2 is her collaboration that she has with Eminem that were are up there with her um, just overall biggest hits. 
So, but either way, she still rocked it by herself. Again, I know everything's subjective. Some people say they didn't like it, whatever. Um, but she did her thing. Again, she was pregnant. So, you know, if anybody, if any, especially guys, like if there's any guys out there that are like, that ah, wasn't that good. Like, you have no idea. I didn't <laughs> say anything. Like. Why are you looking at me? I wasn't looking at you. I was just looking off into the distance. But speaking of guys, though, the party that we were at, like, it's crazy. I think people that don't readily listen to her um, forget how many hits she has because even the guys that, like, were at the party I was at were kind of like, every time there was, like, she switched songs, they were like, oh, oh, yeah, this song. Oh, and then they were singing, like, along with it, not expecting um, all these different hits, and it was a straight mashup of a bunch of songs which I couldn't ask for more and then I watched it again last night because I didn't get to see the whole complete uh halftime show and it was awesome it'll be one that I will have dance parties to um in my living room for many many years to come as I do with all the Super Bowls <laughs> anyways hope you guys have a fabulous day for Alan Mia I'm Kule Okmayani mahalo for listening One, two, three. your home for USC Trojans football KGUAM K236CR Honolulu is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760